0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Lanes to the PBA Tour. Bowling fans, welcome to the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Presented by the Milwaukee area Napa Auto Care Associates. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Fiverr, on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
2: It's the Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. See Sparky, Pfeiffer,
1: Dwight Albert, Phil Brylow joining us on the phone from an
2: airport. Uh, Phil, where are you at, buddy?
1: Minneapolis, getting ready to hop on my flight to Tokyo, and then uh bullet train to Osaka. We're going to bring everybody coverage on Extra Frame of the DHC Japan Invitational uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. A what train? On Extra Frame. A what train? Bullet train. <laughs> like a 200-mile-an-hour train. A bullet train. Oh, that doesn't sound safe to me, man. I think I would take a <laughs> uh,
2: slower train. I don't know if I'd be taking a 200-mile-an-hour train. That sounds very dangerous to me. I don't know if I would,
3: uh, would want to do that. Can experience it once.
1: Yeah, right. W- what are you going to Tokyo for, Phil? We're flying into Tokyo, and then we have to take the train to Osaka. The uh, no. <laughs> It's a new center this year hosting the DHC Japan Invitational. There we go. So.
2: See, for people that don't know why you're going to Tokyo, I needed you to tell everybody why you're going to Tokyo. Uh-huh. People might think you're going there on vacation.
1: Oh no no no! Not what, no. Tom Clark works me way too hard for vacation. Come
2: on. Well, and on. he's
4: not he's not going to bowl in the tournament. He's uh, he's going for extra frame.
2: Right, uh, <laughs> and that is the voice of uh, Tom Clark, uh, who has showed up here in studio uh, for the show today. Uh, and appreciation to Tom Clark for coming in. Thanks, man.
4: Oh, thank you very much for having me. And uh, I, first of all, I apologize for the first couple of weeks of the show. I tried to be on the show, and it and it was totally on me that I. I was traveling so many different time zones that I kept screwing up myself, so I apologize to you guys, and thanks for keeping the show going. It's been great. Thanks a lot. Uh, Okay, so first off, uh, let's start off uh, first, I guess, Tom. I want to re-go back to
2: last year. But before we go back to last year, I have a different – before we go recap last year. Because I I was thinking about this driving in, and I I can't – and I'm sure you have examples, but I don't have an example. So, like, you know, you watch team sports, I guess you would say, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, NASCAR, right? So NASCAR starts in February. It ends in November.
3: Yep. That's their season.
2: Right. Baseball, start, and NBA, football, hockey. You know, it's on TV. It starts. It ends. Boom, done. Bowling, on the other hand, seems all kinds of jacked up to me. Because when you think the season is, like casual fan, right? Mm -hmm. Not the nerds on the show. But casual fan. You see ESPN. Okay, here we go. And then once ESPN done, I think probably a lot of people that are just casual fans think, okay, well, that it's was their done. season. It's right. it, it's all done now. The ESPN coverage is done. Don't realize that it's also on CBS Sports Network, obviously, different frame. parts, an extra frame throughout the course of the season. How do you convey, I guess, to fans uh, about the way the whole schedule is made up and how the year actually plays out for PBA players?
4: No, it's a good point, and I think it's something we need to address and do a better job of. What we've tried to do is explain that it's a calendar year. Currently, it's just it's January. This first event right now in Japan is the first event of the year, and it's January to the end of the World Series of Bowling in December, and so it's the whole year. And within that year, we have major events. We have. Um, events like the World Series or the Summer Swing or Fall Swing that are multi-event happenings. We have the Extra Frame Tour. We have the PBA League, which is almost completely separate, but another season within a season. And we have the international part of the tour. And it's kind of similar, actually, to golf and uh, tennis, the way they do it, but they have the same problem. And they've been articulating it lately. And golf's been really, they have a new commissioner coming in, and it's one of the topics that he's had to talk on is that you know when does golf season start and end and do people really consider this week's PGA Tour event the first event of the year or does golf really start in April at the Masters and run through the majors and that's the real season and so we, we have this problem now. Uh, And Dwight, the, the the main thing that I try that we're trying to direct people to is the PBA network of communications extra frame our Facebook page pba.com yeah. our, our direct communication with the hardcore fans and uh, and try to keep them in the loop so that they can follow correctly because the people that are following correctly are seeing more great bowling now than ever. But we don't have enough people in there. We have more Sparkies than right. Dwight's, yeah. and, and that's where we need to do a better job.
3: Feedback from our customers at the shop, they say that they have a hard time following the wh- when it's going to be on. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Is Does the PBA actually have something on their webpage that – Actually, has a schedule of events.
4: Well, of course, yeah. I mean, if you go to pba.com and pull down the the, the button and and go to schedule, you see the full PBA tour schedule, and the PBA 50 schedule, and our regional schedule, and and there's one you know, uh, full schedule that includes all of those different aspects of our of our current tour, uh, in one document, you know, and that's the one to continue to follow and. You know, last year we made magnets and we made posters and we made, you know, and, and with every single event we would tell fans how to watch it. Um, like, for example, the DHC Japan, just extra frame. That's it. Then the next tournament we do might be the uh, Players' Championship in Columbus. Well, that's going to be on extra frame throughout the event, qualifying and match play, but the championship finals are live on ESPN. You know, I think where we had been was, as Sparky said, ESPN. When we came on and when we went off the air, that was our season. Mm-hmm. And as things have had to change, um, mostly due to financial or business model reasons, um, it 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 hasn't. It isn't a week to week to week classic PBA tour that a lot of the traditional fans remember. And so. It was almost what we were trying to do in that ESPN schedule was almost try to fake it. You know, well, here we are this week, you know, with the cheetah championship. And then next week. And so what we've tried to do now is say, no, we do the World Series of Bowling. That's a mm-hmm. big event. And it's almost like a standalone. We do the Tournament of Champions. And that's a big event. And it's like a standalone. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we do the Players Championship, the Masters. You know, we do a, the summer swing. Um, we have these. Uh, secondary tour-type events, the extra frame tour for the really hardcore fan, and to get around the country. And almost everything is like a standalone now. And you could easily criticize that. You could easily say, well, no, you need to keep it going to keep the whole season going for the dialogue and the conversation around the season. But I think what we've found and what you see in most uh, niche sports is that the hardcore fan that does want to follow every single week figures it out. And they come find us on Extra Frame and they come find us on PBA.com and they follow the season and, and uh, stay, stay engaged. But the casual fan, where the eventual, you know, real uh, financial backing is going to come from, right. they kind of look at events as one-offs. You know, you, don't, you might be a golf fan, but how many times a year? You know, for you, the majors, yeah, you just look at those and you don't even but follow what's week, going on every week yeah. and follow the yeah. golf channel and follow tennis. Yeah, you do, I mean, you watch right. Wimbledon, Wimbledon. You yeah. know, but mm-hmm. so we have the World Series of Bowling and yeah. we have the Tournament of Champions and we're trying to ramp up those moments, right? And then within that, there is a calendar year where there is a Player of the Year, which is key and everybody cares about it. A Rookie of the Year and and that discussion kind of happens at the World Series with the conclusion of the of the calendar.
2: You know, Phil, you obviously do the spare time coverage, or not spare time coverage, extra frame coverage. You can change it to spare time coverage if you want. to, to <laughs> um, uh, You do the extra frame coverage, obviously, online. So you, you have a lot of interaction, I'm sure, via Facebook um, uh, and other ways of talking to fans when you're out and about uh, doing all the coverage. Do you hear anything about people talking about uh, the schedule and the calendar year for the PBA?
1: Not a lot on site, really. They're just happy to get the the tour there. They love seeing the guys in person. as everything. You know, we get a lot of feedback. Hey, great job on Extra Frame. We get to see the guys when they're not normally on TV. Uh, and you know, another thing that went with that too was was the ESPN3 coverage live of the Animal Pattern events for the diehards. I mean, the, the people I see in the bowling centers that are Extra Frame subscribers are the are the one or two percenters, the diehards that we get the feedback from, and. Most of the time, they're happy with the coverage that we're giving them, to be honest. It's it's just a matter of – they're the ones that – they look on – they know what the schedule is on the PBA webpage. They know they can look for the TV schedule or the extra frame schedule or the PBA 50 schedule. They know where all that stuff is now. It's just a matter of getting it out past that 1% or 2% of the diehards.
2: So the question is the, – the question is the same question for every single commissioner in any sport, right? It's the same qu- question – um, that, say, Brian France, you now he's not the commissioner, he's the owner, but but uh, Brian France, right, or Mike uh-huh. Helton face uh, in NASCAR as yeah. their numbers are going the exact wrong way. I mean, PBA's numbers are going up, NASCAR's numbers are going down uh, as far as uh, TV goes, but they face the same question. How do we get that mm, Daytona 500 fan mm-hmm. to watch more than the Daytona 500 the rest of the year, right? Oh, he may come back for like the Bristol race, but then he's gone again, uh, and we may not see him again. Once NFL season starts, see ya. NASCAR fans are out. They're going to go watch their NFL teams. PBA is going straight up against the NFL and seeing their numbers go up, and ESPN obviously loves you guys for that. So how do you get that that fan that says, oh man, Pete Weber's on TV, I'm in. And then Pete mm-hmm. Weber's not on TV. I don't know those guys. Uh, I'll pass this week. I'm gonna watch NFL. How? I, I don't know the answer. I'm just asking you. And I'm sure if you knew the answer, you probably already would have done it. But I mean that that's got to be kind of the 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 tough nut to crack here.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think you hit on it in the question when you mention a guy like Pete Weber, and and what you mean by that is a a dynamic figure in the sport that's playing the game that fans want to watch. Tom, I'll give you a classic example. We had
2: Pete Weber on this show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Phil Barlow did the interview out, out in Vegas with him one on one. And I was doing Buck's post game show on a Saturday night leading up to the next day. And my producer, Matt Barlow, doesn't watch bowling. And I go to him, I'm like, hey, coming up tomorrow, Pete Weber, blah, blah, blah. And he's just looking at me with a blank stare. I'm like, come on, man. You don't know who Pete Weber is? And he's like, is that the sunglasses, dude? And, the, you know, everything else? And I was like, and, that, and the uh, uh, crotch shop. shop and all that? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that stuff gets sports center, right? That stuff gets them all over yeah. the place. PTI talking about whatever else, flashes them on ESPN. That's kind of what separates them. I mean, they may not even necessarily watch him bowling or know how good of a bowler he is or whatever else, but they know the name and they can relate to it. Earnhardt with NASCAR, you know the name you can relate to. it. You may never have watched a race, but you know who Dale Earnhardt Jr. is. Mm-hmm. It's that type of... And now you've got these young guns coming, and they're going to be here for a while. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of really good bowlers at a young age.
4: Yeah, our... Uh... The problem with bowling has always been there in that it's really an open field um, uh, fair, you know, competition to see who makes who who advances past all these great players in difficult conditions to qualify for the show. And that's where the names are made is on the show. Mm -hmm. And so you could have a star player and that player could have a great year and never make a show. So it's always been a, a problem. One of the solutions or fixes to that has been the advent of the pba league because with the league concept you're basically guaranteeing well Pete pete weber's team is going to be on tv so you're going to see him and he's going to be part of this team and they might be on three times and if we had, and we can increase the pba league's reach and the amount of times it's on television if it's popular um you could follow a whole season and know oh pete weber's team is bowling and mm-hmm. get to know who's on the other teams in the league and be guaranteed. They're going to be on television as opposed to kind of hoping they make right. it, you know, Pete, a good example with Pete was at the world championship this year. He came in sixth. He he had an amazing week at the world championship, 62 games. He could right. barely move. His hip was hurting. Him. Yep. I mean, and, and he's 54 years old and he's going against all these young guns that you mentioned and, and all this power out there on the PBA tour and, and, uh, and he just missed by 10 pins of making the show. And believe me, I'm not supposed to be rooting <laughs> for anybody. But Jeez. I want Pete to be Absolutely. on the show just like you do. Everybody yeah. did. I mean, that would have been exciting and so fun to watch. Um, but he misses, and now he's not on the show at all. You know, So we've always had kind of that problem. Everyone thinks of the the great days of the PBA, and they go, oh, what a, remember Earl Anthony was on every week. Every week you know, he wasn't on every week. But Almost. he was on a lot. He was on a lot. And at the time, you know, yeah, it is amazing how certain people did advance consistently. Um, okay, Because well it's then, so difficult to do that.
2: Okay, but let's go to that aspect then. So then, I'm going to get you to step out here and see if you're going to come with me on this then. <laughs> so then are we saying that the talent level now is just that much greater top to bottom? in the field every week than maybe it was back then where the same five or six guys were able to walk through the field every week? Well, I wouldn't
4: say that because, in the, you know, in recent years, um, I mean, I think the, the talent level was great then. I think it's great now. I, I mean, in recent years, Jason Belmonte made the show in almost Time. every major championship yep. we had. 11, wasn't it like 11 out of 12 times? Yep. This one guy who was who is exciting is the new kind of face That's of true. the PBA, and he's he has all these different elements that make him unusual, and he, this new style, and, And people talk about, well, they like to see a ball hook or see the pins fly. No one's ever hooked the ball or made pins fly more than this guy. With two hands. And with two hands. And he's from Australia, so he illustrates the international appeal of bowling. And he made 11 out of 12 major championships. He won six of them during this last stretch. He won the player of the year three years in a row, just like Earl Anthony did a couple times. And um, so we kind of have had people recently that have been able to crack the code. Um, and make a lot of different shows, but you can't count on that. And, and and now this whole year with Belmo, he did make a couple shows this year. He made the World Championship, he made the Tournament of Champions, he made a doubles show, he made a bunch, but he didn't win anything this year. Yep. You know with the, um, so you know, I I think that that we do have to move to different models if building a star through our own capabilities, not the way in some other sports the way stars are built are through their outside sponsorship. I've got another one for you, Tom. I've got another one.
2: And this is called sports entertainment. And the WWE, struggling from where they were with The Rock and Stone Cold and all that. You know how how I know they're struggling? Because they're bringing back every wrestler in their 50s (laughs) or 60s to come back to for WrestleMania, Undertaker's like 100. A lot of these old guys, they're trying to bring back to get viewership to come back because they're struggling on how to... Make a star, yeah, right. I mean, you can't, in my opinion, you can't make a star, right? You can't take, um, I'll just use a local example, Michael Red, who played for the Bucks back in the day, who was quiet, didn't really say much, really wasn't a vocal guy in the locker room, right? You can't take him and say, okay, I want you to be like Michael Bennett of the Seahawks. I want you to be like whoever. Mm. That's not who he is. So you look at these these young guys that you have coming, the young guns that we like to call them, Phil. You tell me, of these young guns, is there anybody that stands out to you that has a personality to maybe take it to another level?
1: I think they're just afraid to let it show. Sometimes I think they're afraid. I mean, one guy that's done it recently is Tom Dory. I mean, it, the end. Well, he's not exactly surprised. young though. I mean, that's he's not, not young, but that's the yeah. thing. But it, it, maybe, maybe that's another level of cracking it down. I mean, you got Pete and you got Tom. Maybe some of these other young guys will see that. Hey, I can be myself out there. I can. You know, I can be the little bit of the black hat out of the lanes and and give give somebody some grief while I'm bowling them and and, and show a little emotion, that type of thing. Sometimes it's not even, you know, having to –
4: you don't have to be a a trash talker or be who you don't want to be. Some people just have charisma, you know, and – like the guys we're thinking of right now are people like Jesper Svensson, yeah. uh, Anthony Simonson. I these mean, yeah, kids think are. He,
2: twi- I think that kid there might have a little cockiness to him that might be able to go he, a little bit. And he's
4: he's truly emotional about yep. his game. When he loses, he beats himself up for based, real. Yep.
3: Based off the shows that yep. were just on, the one I liked and had that charisma and great uh, reacts, and and Randy Peterson talked about it was Matt O'Grady. Oh, I
4: agree. Yeah. I agree. I, yep. yeah. You know, I, I'm. A I br- like him. I'm a great sports. Yeah. I'm a big sports fan, and I love when I find like a player where it seems like, like in basketball, every time they get the ball, you get excited, right? You know, yeah. and you That's go, him. "Well, this is going to be exciting." Matt O'Grady does yeah. that in bowling. Right. Every time he's up to bowl, there's a little different little twinge of this is going to be exciting, yeah. and he does it, and he actually comes through.
3: And I think and I really like this when he made the ten pin. He made a comment to Randy Peterson, and Randy's kind of talking back to him. <laughs> You know, but but even though obviously it's not hearing what Randy's saying, I like that. Yeah. I like that interaction. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I, I totally agree. All right, it is the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Phil, you got to get on that flight to Tokyo yet? Or are you good for another segment?
1: I'm good for I'm good for another segment. They haven't even started doing any boarding yet.
2: So good. All right. There he is, Phil Brilo. He's in the Minneapolis airport, getting ready to go to Tokyo for some more bowling action on Extra Frame. Steve Sparky for along with Dwight Albrecht, Phil Brilo, and in studio, PBA Commissioner Tom Clark. It's a Castle Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association here on the fan. Castle Lanes, Spare Time Bowling Show, presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Check them out at milwcar.com. And, of course, Castle Lanes. Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can bowl for less than $7. All you can bowl with shoe rental for less than $7. Castle Lanes, Highway 31 in racing. And, of course, rollback Fridays as well. $5 all you can bowl with shoe rental from noon until 9 p.m. on Friday nights uh, at Castle Lanes. Uh, Before we get back into the morning, just because we are a sports talk station, I probably should tell you since we don't do sports flashes uh, in the show. uh, There is a report out on NFL.com that uh, Chiefs General Manager John Dorsey and former Packer executive forever in a day is a candidate to be the next general manager for the Green Bay Packers as his contract is up and he has not signed an extension. So John Dorsey of the Chiefs could be headed to the Packers. Uh, to, I guess, replace Ted Thompson. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. But that would make sense why Elliot Wolf was allowed to interview for the San Francisco job if he was not the future GM for the Packers anyhow. Uh, all right, joining us now again is Commissioner Tom Clark here in studio. Phil Brylow, you'll hear him on the phone. He's in Minneapolis uh, getting ready to fly to Tokyo for uh, extra frames uh, coverage there. Uh, how has that worked for you, Tom? I mean, we, we have the World Series of Bowling, obviously, and you – and the PBA, the PR staff, always focus on all the international bowlers and so forth. That's something the NBA has been trying to do. The NFL is still trying to do, uh, get that international flavor. How is it working for you guys?
4: Well, I think it's it's helped in uh, in a couple different ways. In one way, it's just made the PBA more colorful. Um, you have different stories to tell about different people from all different parts of the world, and they all bring different kinds of personalities and styles of bowling, you know, so you get a lot of. Uh, it's interesting that way, and the other way, it it's created a, an opportunity for people in their home countries to follow the PBA more, more extra frame subscribers that are international, um, and uh, and I hope then a greater connection with the established PBA stars in the U.S. So that when they go to other countries the the other countries know who our guys are even more than they did before and they have more and more impact on bowling in those countries I think you know the biggest disappointment that we had with all of the growth of international bowling that the PBA has really been at the f- forefront of uh, for eight ten years now was when we didn't get in the Olympics for Japan mm-hmm. in 2020 we really thought yeah. a lot of what we had done might pay off but you don't give up, and you go, well, 2024, we still don't know where the games will be. If they're sure. in the U.S., I think we have a pretty strong chance again to get in, and, and it won't hurt that we have so much talent. We had 23 different countries represented at the World Series of Bowling this year in Reno, and they're all getting better. You know, China is another is a great example. They've come to the World Series the last three years or so, and they never really competed. And this year there was a couple of guys that almost made cuts. And, you we, know, were, so,
3: we were going to talk about that in week two um one of the videos that showed up on facebook was the asian spinner yeah and that was going to be my question for you was did any of them make the cut um were were you able to watch it because to me that was the most oddest thing i've ever seen and because they show the release in slow motion yeah and anyone else tried to do that they have no elbow left yeah you know
4: watched a lot of it and it's really interesting they weren't the players that almost made cuts it was the the "Quote unquote, regular the regular real real bowlers from China that almost made a cut. The spinners are so consistent with their scoring, and it's almost like they're it's they're impervious to lane conditions, which is the interesting thing. So if you have like the most difficult lane condition in the world, they seem to they'll score the same. That's when they could actually rise to the top. Like you should you should hire a few and bring them over for the Peterson Classic over here, right (laughs) in uh, Chicago and." and uh, make some money with these guys because they can bowl 200 no matter what. But but is not not going to do it on the PBA level with the the, uh, competitive conditions that we do have. Hey,
2: Phil, how have you seen a difference with extra frame coverage from an international perspective?
1: Increased subscribers? The, The neat part about extra frame is that even if you can't watch it live, every single round is archived. So if we have somebody in Europe that can't stay up late and watch a round... They get up the next morning, pour a cup of coffee, watch it. So that's that's really helping get the exposure out for all these players by having instead of where ESPN, unless you have it on your DVR, it's gone. You're not seeing it again.
2: Yeah, the archive. They can,
1: go back, they can watch it. Yeah, they can go back in the archive and watch it. So that's where extra frame coverage really comes in handy for international because we're going to be on at 2 a.m. on with some, you know in in Milwaukee with some of our rounds when we're in Tokyo. Well, nobody's going to be up at 2 a.m. except Tom Clark watching it. <laughs> so therefore, everybody else can you know, go on in the morning and, and pour the cup of coffee and watch what happened in Tokyo or watch what happened in Osaka last night.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That, and, that's
4: a great point. You know, and we didn't, yeah. our strategy wasn't to reach out internationally for any kind of financial gain or to reach out into different countries or to or to change the look of our tour. The The sole reason why we made a lot of moves that have resulted in an increase in international players is because of we identified that There were players in other countries that were as good as PBA Tour players and belonged on the PBA Tour. The PBA needs to stand for the best bowlers in the world, period. You need to know, when you're watching the PBA, these are the best. These guys are the best bowlers that there are. And when you had people from other countries that were bowling a bunch of international events and weren't a part of the PBA... That was bothering me personally, so that's why we went out and made it okay. possible for these guys to come.
2: Well, then, when you—well, maybe not you. I don't know. Are you who, even in the pitch, like to the Olympic Committee, when you're trying to get bowling in? Or who—who's no. in that pitch?
4: Well, the World Bowling is right. the uh, faction that represents all of the world. But the president of World Bowling all these past years is Kevin Dornberger, yeah. oh, who sure. used to live here and yeah. ran the USBC for a while, and and mm-hmm. works closely with the PBA. We work closely together. Jason Belmani actually was. On the pitch, he he. They made it to the final stage of trying to get in Japan, and Belmo was at the table mm-hmm. with uh, with some other players from uh, the Philippines, I think, uh, and Japan. and Japan, on on the final table uh, to try to get in, um, we certainly provide as much help, support, statistics. Because um, you would think the World Series of Bowling is a shining example of, hey,
2: look, this isn't just a U.S. sport, exactly.
4: Yeah, no, it is. It's the it's the best example. In fact, it is the Olympics of bowling, and. What I, my job is to get everyone in bowling who's fixated only on the Olympics to understand that we have the World Series of Bowling. Correct. (laughs) Let's rally around this. This thing is incredible, and everybody in the world knows when it's coming up, and they all want to be here, and they all want to see where they match up with the best.
3: In your eyes, why didn't it make it to the Olympics?
4: You know, I think uh, bowling, it's still, we still um, suffer from the same type of, uh, um, stigmas um that uh that have that hurt us in almost any way media coverage uh sponsorship where where people just see bowling as a game Uh, they almost like it's pinball you know they almost just don't see it as a sport sport. it's not and even though there's so much you know evidence to the contrary and even though it is a sport um for whatever reason, most people get to that final line and they go, wait a minute, bowling? It's not a sport because they a ju- I guess they're not seeing the, 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 the sweat. Yeah, and, and they've been really clouded by the idea of when they go bowling, which everybody does. And just such a large percentage right. of the time, what they see is yep. a birthday party or just lights off or fun and yep. video games and, and just, uh, you know, having which is great. Is there's nothing sport. wrong with everybody yep. having fun. I mean, yep. it's that step from fun to sport that seems to get in our way. I mean, there's always a lot of other factors that everybody, and then people tend to, you know, fixate on areas that really won't get us in, you know, but... Um,
3: That's why I like the Chris Paul week. That's yep. the basketball athletes come in football athletes come in and they try it and they say wow this is really
4: tough (laughs) well you know and I've talked to Kevin Dornberger about this but when let's let's hope the 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 U.S. gets the Olympics in 2024 and it will be in L.A. and there's a guy in L.A. named Chris Paul that everybody (laughs) admires and everybody thinks is the greatest and he's and everybody trusts his judgment in in almost anything he says especially when it comes to athletics and uh I remember the conversation with Chris at last year's Chris Paul PBA event, and, and he said to me, why isn't bowling in the Olympics? And I gave him the same spiel, and it's kind of excuses, and I don't really know. You know, it should be. And, and he said, next time there's anything, I'll, I'll be there. So he's basically given us the promise, and I've told Kevin Dornberger, look, when, when we can pitch to L.A., Chris yeah. will sit at the table, and he'll sit there and say bowling is a sport, and he'll give you the reasons. And they can look him in the eye and tell him bowling isn't a sport. Right. So, yeah. so we ha- we've got him, you know, and and, uh, and people like that are great. Not only, you know, to make those kinds of pitches, but um, to bring in more fans who will then respect. He has full respect for our PBA players. And so when they see a guy like Chris Paul completely respect PBA players as at the top of their craft in their sport, you know, you, you're hoping for a trickle down there. and you, And we okay. do see that.
3: If we make the Olympics in 2024, does that trickle down to the PBA? Does that trickle down to leagues? Does that trickle down to youth bowling?
4: Uh, you know, I think it will. I mean, especially internationally. I mean, bowling is, is big in the United States. I mean, uh, we, we, you, you see a lot of, um, of criticism of, of where we are, but it's still it's, it's a pretty big activity in the United States. Um, if, if bowling becomes an Olympic sport, you'll see all these other countries de- dedicate money Mm -hmm. towards building programs and when they dedicate that money the money will go to the established you know for example bowling ball companies yeah so a storm and a brunswick and an ebonite they'll be able to sell bowling balls to more people if that helps their companies now they have a greater capability of creating a star you know if if ebonite is like nike you know now, Ebonite can make Tommy Jones or Matthew, Matt O'Grady or any new guy they want, you know, be this this face that represents an entire game, and and so and if you have a an athlete who, who makes it to the Olympic team and wins a gold medal, you've got reason to get behind them with that money to market an individual, and now that individual's on the PBA tour, so it so it helps, you know. So no matter what, it will help, but I think it helps in ways that people don't necessarily see Im- immediately it's not like it's not like bowling would get in the olympics and it would be like the focus of the olympics and somehow right. it really wouldn't think of all the sports that are in the olympics that you never even see right you know the or the I, the the woman uh, she's only in college that won like the the shooting competition the first day of the olympics in uh you know this year and and she went to west virginia and i'm sitting there saying okay so
3: that's a sport.
4: Yeah, that's a sport. And that's a sport in the Olympics. Now, is shooting gonna take off in the United States? I don't I'm not even using the right word for it. Right, whatever. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And and it's like No, it's not. She's not gonna be a gigantic star. And every yeah. kid in the country isn't gonna play. But with bowling, we are more situated to capitalize on a big event. How? On, you know. Do remember baseball's not in there either. Right? Yeah. Or is I mean, the NFL.
2: I mean, if you think about it, I mean,
4: baseball <laughs> was in there,
2: lost it, yep. and now is fighting to get it back. So Major League Baseball I had to go make up their own, like the World
3: Series of Bowling, with a world baseball classic. It right. just would seem to me that the, the networks don't give enough coverage to the smaller sports that they focus on just no. the major. Well, of course ones. they do. But there's why would you why why do you Gymnastics, think that happens? Though? the, the
4: right. Olympics doesn't even really I mean, think of the sports that are the focus of the Olympics. Track and field, right. swimming. Right. it's like the first week is swimming. Michael Phelps. Right. And the next week is track and field. Okay, but is swimming swimming would Swimming would die to have the PBA's reach on ESPN. Right, right. We shouldn't really be jealous of anything that's in the Olympics. Right. The swimming swimming will turn on today they'll turn on ESPN. Michael
2: Phelps gone. Nobody is going to be watching that as much. <laughs> right. I'm but just was, telling you with Phelps on the Olympics, Absolutely. the next time it comes but around, I'm, you I'm, won't I'm, have really. And I'm money.
4: telling you that every sport that's in the Olympics, think of one. Ping pong, you know, table tennis. Right. They will look at ESPN today. The PBA will be on. And they will say to themselves, How, why is why is bowling on ESPN but not our sport? Right. And they'll they'll come down on their sport for why isn't team handball? Right. We've got more competition with those types of sports than people in the bowling world, recognize, and uh, we need to, we need to let what we do shine and be proud of the fact that guess what, guys, mm-hmm. we are on ESPN. Right, we do have At a world series there. of bowling that has six shows on ESPN right. and tons of digital coverage and reach. And um, but and instead, speaking, we say, well, here's what we don't have. Here's right. what we don't we have. Need we need to get and off more, more,
2: more. Right. It, it was, speaking of that, uh, time change today for ESPN.
4: Yes. Yeah. We move We had to move to uh, three Eastern two central uh, noon pacific with the u.s versus the world which is a good example of what we Mm -hmm. could do internet with international bowling it's a great show Uh, we had to move because in north carolina the weather was bad it delayed postponed the the uh, north carolina basketball game so and ncnc state plays at one eastern on espn we come out at three you'll still be able to watch the uh, packer Giants game in full. We'll yeah. be we'll be off the air by uh, three central. So the Packers You're game going. starts at about four, uh, 4 central. Somewhere yeah,
2: at three forty central yep. time. And you can go to Quaker <laughs> Steak and Lou. We'll be having a game day party out there. Have a huge signed. Uh, Mike Holmgren picture to give away wow. from when we were carrying him off the field in the Super Bowl and the confetti's coming down. You know the famous picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is signed. Plus we have a bunch of other pictures signed to give away courtesy of Master Z today. Shots after Packer touchdowns. Got our numbers board that pays out uh, like different bottles of wing sauce each quarter. Trivia throughout the game for prizes. Quaker Steak and Lube this afternoon. I'll be hosting it like I always do. Get there early to get a table. I cannot say this enough. But get there early. I mean, early, uh, to get a table. <laughs> <Just> right. <laughs> hey, Phil, have fun on your trip to Tokyo, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Good luck.
1: Yeah, see you in studio in a couple of weeks. I'll be uh, over the Pacific Ocean when you guys are on next Sunday morning.
2: So, <laughs> uh, Hopefully you're still over the up- – yeah, okay. We'll be
4: watching on Extra Frame. Thanks a lot, You betcha. Take right. care. Yep,
2: there he is, money. Phil Brillo. Uh, from ExtraFrame at PBA.com. Take a quick time out, come back, continue on. It's Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show. We'll look uh, at the World Series of Bowling uh, and how it's doing out in Reno versus how it was uh, in Las Vegas. Up next. Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Napa Auto Care Association here on the fan. Sparky, Dwight, Commissioner of the PBA Tour, Tom Clark in studio. Don't forget, coming up, Next at 10 o'clock, and we'll be in that time slot going forward, uh, Sunday, 10 a.m., Hot Stove Weekly, talking Brewers baseball. Tim Allen, Baby Tosh, myself, uh, Adam McKelvey will be on the show uh, as well coming up at 10 o'clock if you're a Brewers fan. All right, World Series of Bowling. Uh, it was in Las Vegas. Obviously, last year, y'all move it to Reno. Uh, you get a live show on ESPN as well. You come back this year live again uh, back in Reno year two. And what I've learned over the course of time doing what I do is the first year of anything is always as good as probably it's going to get. And then there's terminally a, a drop-off, right? So if you bring a a race to a racetrack that's never had a race before, a NASCAR race or whatever else, huge, right? All these people like, man, I've been to races. This is going to be awesome. Go. And then year two, it drops off a little bit more. Year three drops off a little bit more. And the newness of it wears off. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, five, six years later, they're trying to figure out how to get back to the year one numbers. <laughs> That's normally how it goes, right? Now, for you guys, I don't know if it changes necessarily because Vegas, Reno, it's an entertainment destination. You always have a ton of people there. You're not begging, borrowing, and stealing trying to figure out how you're going to fill a uh, arena in Milwaukee. It's a little bit different. You have the people there already. How is How was year two compared to year one?
4: Uh, There were a lot of improvements we did. uh, You know, it depends on which area we're talking about, you know, and I think that from in an area of uh, the playing conditions and the stadium as a host of the competition, I think we improved this year by learning, working on the lanes, working on the way our patterns match up with lanes and things like that. So I think we did a better job there. I think from a television broadcasting um, uh, standpoint, we improved in a lot of different ways. Last year, we we uh, we actually moved and did the television shows downstairs in a special studio right. area. This year, we kept it all in the stadium, which I think made I for a better that. a better show. And, and we did, and that was better. Um, from an actual uh, entries standpoint, we had a few less people this year than the first year. Um, I think that was mostly due to the fact that the first year we were a little concerned with the number of entries we would get, so we opened it up to amateurs And when we really want to keep the World Series for PBA members only. And this year we, w- we went back to PBA members only, and that cut into our numbers a little bit. But that's really not the most important you know, metric for us when it comes to the World Series. I think um, one area that I am really determined to... Um, improve on and we got a little bit better this year but still not where we want to be is the local community and visitors to Reno getting more involved with our event from a sports gambling standpoint. It's a rare it's a very rare place where you have the greatest bowling stadium in the world in a city that has legal sports gambling and Uh, There aren't any places like that. You know, it's almost like in in Florida where they have legal gambling on high lie and they have those high lie stadiums. And that was popular years ago. It's it's struggling now. But um, I think we need to try to work together with Reno and the hotels there and the stadium to uh, create more action around what's going on at the World Series um, every day, every squad. Um, we have a great potential for fan base but there aren't enough fans in there so these shows are taped so you're yep.
2: saying you're going to bet on them previous to them being taped obviously yeah. that, that's how you're talking about doing this right
4: and well they're they're taped but now and that uh, i I ignored one other area that Phil alluded to earlier that we really improved the World Series this year is we got ESPN3 mm-hmm. to broadcast our taped events live so while we were taping them they were simulcast live on espn 3 which means none of the world series was taped it, was, all, it was most all people live.
2: think espn 3 is a channel and it's not it's yeah, just it's, an it's internet website. it's online i i had to tell that to, to dwight dois like i don't see it on my tv guy i'm <laughs> like it's not a channel well, and, and, it's and, actually,
4: and watch espn is what i watch it on and watch espn app that's i watch tons of watch espn sure. and um and we were on that live. So you can never even say anymore that the World Series is taped. So it's yeah. live. And um, and we've proven that it doesn't impact our eventual ratings for the taped shows.
2: So how many people were you averaging? Do you know on ESPN3? Do they yeah. give
4: you those numbers? Yeah, you know, it was numbers that were sig- that were similar to Extra Frame. Really? You know, like...
2: So they're probably your Extra Frame viewers that came over to watch it there. So exactly. More than likely. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. how it translated. Yeah. We actually
4: had more people watching on Watch ESPN and ESPN3 for the PBA World Championship which was actually live on ESPN. <laughs> That's funny. It, you know because I think that ESPN as a channel on the Watch ESPN app is more prominent so you see it whereas with the ESPN3 a uh, PBA uh, activation on on the Animal Pattern events you really had to look for it. Sure.
3: I loved it, and the reason yep. why was that was the week I had my surgery.
4: Full day <laughs> so, of watching bowling. Exactly. Yeah, so it, I'm in
3: bed. I can't move as it is, anyways. You know, and I have ice on my groin from the hernia surgery. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, I'm going to watch all the shows. I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it because it did remind me of Extra Frame a little bit. Yeah. My question was, waiting for you to come into the studio is 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 it possibly our future? of The PBA number one, number two, is it cheaper financially to put it on that way?
4: It's not cheaper financially. Um, could it be? Well, when when we when we produce those television shows, that's going to cost the same no matter what. Okay, you know, we could produce that show, and it was, and if it was just for ESPN three, and it would cost just as much. Okay, as when we're on ESPN, so it's really more like a simulcast. And, um, uh, but yes, we ESPN was happy with with that first try at it. They, I've asked to do that every year, and and the only. Uh, Reason that they were, they hadn't done things like that where a show that will eventually air in its original form on ESPN be kind of preempted by uh, a live streaming uh, viewing. But we knew and we figured out and we were right that it would not impact ratings because. It's it was really just for that hardcore fan. Right, we all live in that hardcore fan world on Facebook, where these few thousand people are going back and forth about bowling. I'm they not find on Facebook. <laughs> you're you're making a good move. They're all, <laughs> you know, everybody is talking about who won, and then they feel bad that they found out who won. Well, our thing was look, those people are going to have a chance to watch it live, like you, Dwight, and and. And uh, I think it's great, and and if and if that audience could actually grow, then maybe someday we could tell ESPN, hey, let's put that whole day on ESPN, mm-hmm. like the Ryder Cup in golf, where you sit there and watch golf from nine a.m. until you know <laughs> until seven o'clock at night, and it's like this full day of uh, of activity. We we do that at the World Series of Bowling, and uh, if there's more hardcore fans, that's a great. That's a great show for them. They'd love it. Sure.
2: Yeah, he is the commissioner of the PBA, Tom Clark. See Sparky Fiverr, Dwight Albrecht. It is the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Family. will come back continue on with Tom Clark. Welcome back, Castle Lane. Spare time always show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area and Apple Auto Care Association at MILWCAR.com. You have a chance to win free oil changes for a year by going to MILWCAR.com. All right, uh, before we get out of here, Hot Soap Weekly coming up next. You just heard Tim Allen say that, uh, him and Baby Tosh uh, in the house. Let's talk a little bit uh, with the commissioner, Tom Clark of the PBA, uh, about where we are as far as Live TV events, where we were maybe, I don't know, five years ago. And then where we are with PBA stops, maybe compared to where we were five years ago.
4: Wow, five years ago. I think we have more stops than we did five years ago with the advent of the Extra Frame Tour, which is going to get us around to eight cities this year that you won't even see on TV. You'll see exclusively on Extra Frame, and that's increased the amount of events that we've had. So we have more events in the U.S. than we did. The, the live TV, I think I think this year may be the highest point that it's been in five years. That's it's crazy. not where it was ten years ago. Um, it's but but where it was compared to five years ago, this year we have more. And the big month for us is February. We have a live show um, on Super Bowl Sunday early in the day. Then we have a live show, the Players Championship from Columbus the next week. Then we have a live, show the Tournament of Champions from Oklahoma the next week. And the, the last week of February, we're live from Las Vegas with the Masters and the World Bowling Finals, That's which is awesome. a four-hour block of live. Then we're, then we're off the air during March for March Madness, and ESPN doesn't have any windows during that month. We come back in April, and we're live from Maine with the Doubles Championship, and then we have the uh, the uh, taped PBA League. But So we're talking about That's just in the next— heaven. Next couple mm-hmm. months, you've got two, four, six, 12, two, four, six, 10, 12, 12 hours of live on ESPN. And it's really the month when the hardcore bowling fan that screams for live, um, that's the month they can show off. Because if our ratings are strong all February, it can only help us with our new negotiations with ESPN sure. and get more live.
2: Let me ask you this. When you do this spare time tour that you talk
4: about, and you come rolling into a Tom. <laughs> I like how it's the new spare time tour. Oh, is it called I, Extra Frame? If you guys could step up a little bit once in a while. Yeah, one.
2: we're going to try. Um, so when you come rolling through
4: with it, you call it Extra Frame, I call
2: it Spare Time. When you come rolling through this this tour, what are expectations from a fan standpoint?
4: On-site? It's yeah. fantastic. I mean, we're going to have a new points list this year uh, that that re- rewards uh, the, the best players with a high financial reward, and and uh, and that's going to guarantee that we have strong fields at every event. The Perfect. minimum first-place prize at any of these events is $10,000. Many have oh. 15000 or 20000 There you go. There's a couple that have 20000 So these events, and they're only weekend events, so they're two-day events, three days when you count a pro-am. So the fan on-site in Lubbock or Delaware or a lot of these great cities, Chicago, we were, we were in Aurora, Illinois last year with one, Walter Ray was there, Anthony Simonson, Sean right. Rash. I mean, it was a packed field of great players. Tommy Jones, EJ Tackett, Ryan Simonelli. They're all there. Uh-huh. You can go down, you can bowl a pro-am with them, you can watch them compete in a hardcore uh, PBA national tour title event, and watch it. And fans at home can watch the whole thing on extra frame, including the stepladder finals. So it's really built for the fans. It's a beautiful thing. He is the commissioner of the PBA, Tom Clark, and ours just never long enough with you. No.
2: Thank you so much for coming in. Anytime. Thanks again, guys. You betcha. Dwight, are you here next week? Absolutely. I'll be here next week. Phil Brylow's in Tokyo, so he won't be here. But we'll return next week, 9 o'clock, here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Up next, Hot Stove Weekly, some Brewers talk. In the franchise, Tim Allen. We'll also talk with Adam McKelvey. Straight ahead.